Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And if you listened to our last podcast, I'm sorry. Uh, that was uh, that was our April Fool's podcast. We just didn't label it as such. Um, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you know, I think we both, we both have to issue some apologies because uh, our basketball picks have not been great. Uh, yeah, I got off, I got off to a decent start, and then it just careened, and yeah, and neither one of us have have proven to be experts at this. So right now, currently, I've got three hundred and sixty points. It's not yeah. great, not terrible. Zach has uh, my brother leading the league with four ten. Greg Powell with three ninety. So and you're at three twenty. Everyone's within yeah, arm's reach. We can we can it's get bad. there. But uh, yeah, I mean, Baylor and Alabama are going to have to carry me if I'm going to make up any ground because we both lost our champion. Uh, yeah, well, I've so lost. Gonna... I want to be clear when I say this. I'm in third now. My right. I have 360 points. My my yeah. maximum possible scoring <laughs> is 560 total right. points. Right, you don't have much left. Yeah. So yeah. there's yeah. really, I mean, I've already guaranteed that I cannot win a Final Four matchup, or a championship game matchup. Right. I have no right. one in the championship game left. I have no, Michigan, the final four, right? so yeah. I can get I can get a team to the Final Four. I can win. Yes. Michigan can win me two more games. I have yes. no one else who can yes. win me more than one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who else do you have? In the, do you have Gonzaga, Elite Eight? I have Gonzaga. So I, I pulled up my bracket. I have okay. Gonzaga over Creighton. So if you okay, just you look go. at that, so you could have that exactly right, yeah. potentially, yeah. Uh, the bottom half of the bracket, both of those are wrong. We go to the east. I've got Michigan and Florida State, so I got that okay. right. Bottom okay. half of the bracket, entirely wrong. Okay. We we go up to the south. Baylor, I had right. And Arkansas to here, I had correct. Okay. But Baylor win. That's one of my wins. So I've got one more Gonzaga win, one more Baylor win. Okay. And then I've two got and two more Michigan wins. When yeah. you go to the bottom, the Midwest, which I don't feel terrible about, uh, considering that it's an 11, 12, and 8 right. seed. Right. Right. I had Houston to here, uh, <laughs> okay. losing to Huggy Bear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I had so Illinois to win it all. So, right. Right. so, no, 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 no more points. points on the line there. Yeah. Okay. So I've got. Uh, I had Gonzaga, Virginia, so I could I could still get uh, I get up to what two more wins out of Gonzaga, three more. Mm-hmm. I got I add them to the championship game, so I, I that that could carry me somewhat. Um, I had U.S. I had Kansas and Iowa, so totally wrong there. I did have Michigan and Florida State, um, and I had Alabama, so I got three out of the four in that region. Not too bad so far. I had Baylor and Arkansas in the South, but I had Winthrop and Ohio State. You, let me down. I was going to say, yeah. you bet well on... I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I, I had higher hopes for them, but what are you going to do? And then I, I still have Houston alive in the Midwest, and I did have Houston to the Elite Eight, so I could get the, some points out of that. But it's it's really, I think, Alabama. Is, if I'm going to make up any ground in our pool, it's, it's Alabama, because I have them to the Final Four, and I don't believe anybody else in our group had that. I know you did, obviously, because you did all Big Ten. No, the best I can hope for is if everyone loses every remaining game uh, yeah. and and the scores just freeze right here, I can finish third. 
Okay. Otherwise, I'm finishing fourth. Like, that's and, and just you know how... Apparently, I misspoke and didn't do my research. Both your brother and Greg have Alabama, so never mind. I guess I'm I'm pretty much toast. Yeah. Because your brother has Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor in the Final Four, which is exactly what I have on the line. Um, and Greg has what does he have? Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor. So never mind. I'm pretty much done at this point. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's all over. And <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's been kind of bleak, but. You know who it hasn't been bleak for is the Pacific 12 Conference. The Pac-12 has been outstanding. And, it really has. And it's, it really has. it's really surprising. Yeah, uh, yeah. From the, from the first four with UCLA. Yeah, you which know. was getting beat pretty convincingly in the first half, and I thought, it wasn't a blowout, but they were down by double digits, and I'm like, well, you know, boy, they ended on a, on a slumping note, you know, had injuries, and but they came back and won that and then have, have played very well. You know, now granted they played Abilene Christian in the, in the second round game and they were overmatched, but uh, yeah, they've looked very good so far. Well, and then you go, I think the biggest surprise, Oregon, you know, handling Iowa was impressive. They looked really good. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it was a beatdown. But USC pasting Kansas. Oh, that was a huge beatdown. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see a ton of the USC game. So I, I can't comment on the style of it, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, when you win by 34 points, it's clearly a beatdown. And um, I did watch a fair amount of Oregon. I mean, it was Monday morning. I was, quote, unquote, working, so I didn't see every minute of it. But I, I watched a lot. And, boy, it was just a, it was just like a, a, you know, a dunk thrill for them. They just, they, you know, easy basket after easy basket. That's the one thing I said last week that I feel good about is Iowa's defense would come back to haunt them. I should have gone yeah. with my gut, picked them to lose earlier. Because Iowa's defense certainly came back to haunt them, and Oregon just took took advantage. And now we get a little Pac-12 Sweet 16 match up there with those two teams, USC and Oregon, facing off. Yeah, and then you go down to the Midwest, and you got to feel good about Oregon State's chances with Loyola. Loyola's Man, looked good. I mean, what, but... a, what a story Oregon State. I mean, kind of like UCLA. Like, you know, they, they weren't even going to make the tournament if they don't win the conference tournament. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, they beat UCLA – in the first round, you know, their first game, the quarterfinals, in overtime, you know, and they, they, they lose that game, they're done. And they win that, they upset Oregon, they beat, who did they beat, uh, Colorado mm-hmm. in, the, in the championship game. The only Pac-12 then, team not still in the tournament. Right, right, and they won their first round game very convincingly over Georgetown, you know, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just been very impressive because most of these results have not been flukes. Yeah, that's no. the thing. It's not like these teams are winning on last-second buzzer beaters or something. Like Oregon State pasted Tennessee. Oregon State had the lead the entire second half over Oklahoma State. Yeah, Oregon I mean maybe o- Iowa, USC crushed Kansas. Like these are these are impressive wins. Yeah, UCLA's win over BYU was by eleven. Yeah, was convincing, and they let. I mean, pretty much most of these wins, except for UCLA, Michigan State, have been. They've led most of the way. They've controlled the game. It's it's not been like a, oh, boy, they, they finished the game on a 10-0 run and made a buzzer beater to win, and how did they win that game? It's They're the better team, uh, you know. So, yeah, very impressive and, you know, very much needed for a conference that has taken a lot of shots, most of them deserved, over the past few years. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to see, and, uh, you know, when you compare it to, I know you were very high on the Big Ten. I was, too, you know. Um, uh, but boy, the Big Ten has laid an egg 
you know, nine teams in the tournament, only one team left. The Big 12 got seven teams in, only one team left. And then you got the Pac-12, which got five in and have four left. You know, the, you do the percentages. Um, you know, we started out with five out of 68. Now we got four out of 16. Not too shabby. Yeah, seriously. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, good good for them. And, uh, you know, just good for the conference. I mean, you know, obviously I wish ASU was part of it. Uh but, you know, we've we've legislated that time and again over the last few months of why they weren't. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to see that the conference is doing well. And, you know, hopefully it's the start of, I mean, 2021's off to a good start for the Pac-12. King Larry's on his way out. Basketball's mm-hmm. performing well. Hopefully it's, the, you know, something good coming in the football season. And maybe the network is finally going to get something figured out, either dissolve or get sold to somebody else. And like, hey, we might be turning a corner. Uh, speaking of teams that might be turning a corner, ASU basketball got a shocking commitment as far as I'm concerned yeah. today. Uh, Canadian big man Enoch, and I'm going to butcher his last name, yeah, you got me. Boaki. I'm going to say Enoch from now on, uh, announced his commitment. <laughs> He's a 6'11 center. Uh, Hurley's second four-star plus Canadian commitment after Lou Dort. Right. Um, this is big because, and I'm going to quote from Enoch's Twitter post yeah. about ASU. As I watched them play all season, I realized they are a great team, but are missing a big presence inside, and I am excited to come in and fill that hole and impact winning right away. I, too, am excited about uh, him being our big man and yeah. filling that void because, as you and I texted, I expect that this coincides with a Jalen Graham transfer. Um, it wouldn't be surprising. Yeah, yeah. And okay, so be it. This yeah, this is I what mean, we need. We, we haven't had a big man commitment like this ever that I can no, recall. No, probably not ever. No, I mean, and and the last, I mean, like the last good big that we had, Vashinsky. Uh, yes, hundred percent. Fair, fair to say. I mean, you know, Romello White had his moments. I, but, but an all an all conference down. potentially all conference player is Bashinsky. Exactly. exactly. You know, because yeah, Cheatham yeah. wasn't a big. Cheatham was a no. small forward who also right. happened to rebound. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like this. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. Now, it, it it can't be the last piece. I mean, there's got to be more to it than just this. But hey, it's it's. Um, you know, we we discussed. I've said it over and over again. Like, you know, the roster has got to be remade, and you got to, you know. You got to almost start from square one. There's not a lot. I mean, with Jalen House leaving too. I mean, even some of the pieces that we thought we might get back, now it's like, eh, who knows? So hey, this is a good first step, and maybe maybe it's a a little bit of a of an acknowledgement without saying it on Bobby Hurley's part that the whole you know guard you thing doesn't mm-hmm. really work if you don't have a big man to help out. You know, I mean, like it's it sounds great. But when you're consistently getting, you know, giving up easy buckets inside, getting out rebounded, uh, it's tough to win. And you know, we saw it this year. The, the margin for error is thin, and unfortunately, we had a lot of error. Uh, and and you know, we had we had no inside presence to compensate for any of that. Yeah, it's uh, it's very clear after watching this season that we couldn't rebound. No, exactly. And and that's been a consistent thing. Yeah. This year was particularly bad. But it's been a problem with him really his entire time is that we've just not been a very good rebounding team or a very good defensive team. So hopefully, I mean, is this kid's a seven-footer? 
Is that right? Yeah, he's six eleven right now, six but 11. he's also okay. eighteen. Right, right. <laughs> so I mean, you know, hopefully having a a true legit big will ha- now again he can't do it on his own. Um, you know, it's it's there's got to be other pieces in place. But yeah, it's definitely exciting. I mean, I didn't know about it when you when you uh, texted me about it this afternoon. I'm like, oh, okay, I got to find out more about this kid. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, five star center sounds good to me. Uh, you know, as, as long as there's some other things coming around the block, then you know, hey, maybe maybe there will be some optimism for next year. Yeah, it it can't hurt to no, add this kid no. right away. We gotta, you know, we we gotta do a lot of adding. So this was a good first step uh, because you know, I guess we haven't I haven't heard anything definitive on any of the guys. You know, the the guys we expect to leave. Um, but I, you know, I, I haven't heard anything to change my mind on that. That any of them are not going to leave, um, and so yeah, this this was a positive step, and hopefully, there's more to come. Yeah. Um, I think that we should shift now to talk about the other positive news, which is ASU football. The hype train has left the station. It is rolling down the track and picking yeah. up a lot of momentum. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, we're we're getting in a full spring practice, so that we're already ahead of last year. Uh, you know, we got our our spring game here on Sunday, quote unquote. I don't know if it'll actually be a game, but you know, uh, uh, spring practice going to be at Sun Devil Stadium. Going to have some fans in the seats for the first time since you know November of 2019. We'll have fans in the seats at Sun Devil Stadium. So. You know, hey, things are things are looking up, and yeah, you're right. You know, why not? The, the hype train is at full speed. When you read the stories, and, and they are not as frequent because, as he's pointed out, the, right. the media availability is one out of four. Yeah, basically, but at least they're getting some. I gotta, I gotta say, I'm glad of that. I thought they closed down completely. It's been nice that Doug Haller's been there, and you know, obviously, I know some others have been there, but he's he's our main source, and so it's. Uh, been nice to get some practice info because we didn't get it last season you know they were completely closed off during the season so it's nice to get a little inside asu football perspective yeah well and it certainly seems like a uh an interesting time especially for the defensive line with so many people out uh and unavailable you know what are we going to get from this second tier of guys And, and you know, Haller pointed out. Uh, I I guess he's going to play linebacker, but at six six, this new this new guy Gentry seems yeah, like yeah. seems like a guy who's going to contribute right away. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yes, yes, I know. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, you know, it's it's this is a good time, I suppose, to have some of that. Um, you know, Lole has been missing the whole spring, I guess, with you know family stuff. Although I heard he was back at least. Uh, you know, at practice, not practicing, but that was good to hear because, you know, you always worry a little bit when a guy's, you know, gone and tending to family matters and like, you, know, you just, you know, you hope he's back. And so that was good to hear. Well, Fields wasn't that, uh, was out. What, what was the name of the guy? Was it Hood was the name of the guy who yes. left for personal reasons and just never came, never back. came back? Yes, correct. Yes, yes, yeah. Uh, Jackson Hood, right? Jackson Hood, yes. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, so... You always worry a little bit. I mean, I read that a week or so ago in Haller's story. And like, oh, I hope hope there's not more to this. So the fact he was just even at practice, even though he wasn't, I mean, 
Like I, he's not a guy I feel like needs a ton of spring practice. No, just, he, just being with the team is yeah. good, you know, because he's he's a huge part of the expectations for next year. I think. I do think one positive, which seems crazy to think about, just you know, twenty four months ago, is the O line. Sure, you know, sure. seems like you know the returners between Deesh, Haddis, Henderson, uh-huh. um, West, Ben Scott, Ben Scott. West. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot. There's a lot of those guys back. And then you've got the transfer from North Carolina. Right. And the way right. they're talking about these uh, freshmen who they're, like, waiting on to see if they can come play center, the kid from Texas. Right, um, right, yeah. You know, that's a lot of depth on a position Agreed. that doesn't ever have that. That's Hasn't never something we ever <laughs> say. <laughs> no, I agree. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, hey, the, I know, you know, I've read Herb has said this a couple times. You know, they've got – they're going to have 19 scholarship offensive linemen next year. Like that's, that's very solid. And, and, you know, uh, we, obviously that was a, a huge area that really went lacking at the end with Todd Graham. We just, you know, we had some misses on guys. We, we just simply didn't, didn't get enough commitments, uh, you know, from, from classes. And, and it takes a while. I mean, that's a hard group to just fix overnight. In fact, it's probably impossible. You mm-hmm. can't just, you know, not like a quarterback where you can pull, you know, mine the transfer market. And maybe you find a, you know, a Russell Wilson or something like that, or you know, it's like, oh, fixed, we're good, got a great one. Offensive line, it takes time, and and you got to gel. And yeah, I mean, having the continuity that we should have from last year. I know we didn't, you know, I, I'm looking at 2020 as, and we talked about this last fall, and I still feel this way. It's just an extended spring practice for this year. Yeah, it we was practice with in. hitting. Yes. Yeah, you know, we got we got four basically good, solid scrimmage games in that gave us an idea of who we could count on, who we can't. Uh, they didn't really matter, but, you know, they didn't – I mean, they counted, but, but they didn't matter in terms of postseason or winning the conference or anything like that. But we, we got to see, you know, three teams in our division and another team in the, in the conference and see how we measure up. And now we get a full spring, which is great. And, and then it's, you know, full speed ahead come August, I think. Yeah. So, now here's here's what I was going to ask you. The story about charting Jake Daniels and Finn Collins. What was your takeaway from that story? About just two for three with, you know, yeah. hit a guy in the flat, this guy to drop, big hit. Yeah. My takeaway, I guess, is that they're not going to let Bourget be the second yeah. string and everything beyond that. The, you know, I, I don't think that they're setting up for a both guys are going to rotate snaps. Oh, no, no, I don't think that either. No, that was not my. So here was mine. Uh, like the story started and I and I know it's a very small sample. Don't get me wrong. But the story started with, boy, you know, Jaden Daniels looks more comfortable. And then I added up the numbers and he was four for 12. Yeah. Like I expected better. Like four I, for I, 12. Guess, and he took off running a number of times again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like. Like, uh, it was just one of those, and again, I know it's a small sample, and, and look, here's my hope in reading that, because some of them some are like, oh, he threw a good pass, but it was broken up. My hope is that just tells us how good this defense is. That's and, my hope, uh, And obviously. I think that is some of it. You know. I, I mean, I, you know, I think it can be, because I do think this defense should be pretty good. But, you know, it what it 
what it has crystallized in my mind over the last 48 hours, and you may agree, disagree, and if you disagree, tell me, is like the expectations for this year that I have, and I think you have too, for us to meet those, Jaden Daniels got to take a step from good to great. And if he doesn't, we're not meeting those expectations. No, I, the only thing I can think of that would save us, and I do think this is a possibility, yeah. is if they don't feel it by that BYU game, mm-hmm. we go full Stanford and just, you yeah. know, yeah. wing T, wishbone, power <laughs> eye. I mean, hey, if we can run the ball successfully like we did the last two games of last year, by all means. You know, that's great. But well, because what, I believe... I mean, we're saying we've got this line talent and tight ends. You know, sure. I, I could see this team morphing into not I don't I'm kidding about some of those, you know, 1930s sure. formations. I but yeah, I could see this team morphing into a version of, you know, Stanford where it's, yeah, we're going to have two receivers, two tight ends and a running back yeah. or uh, one yeah. receiver, two tight ends and two backs. And just yeah. dare teams, you know, and as soon as they creep up, you know, you you're, it's Georgia Tech, but with a better quarterback. As soon as you yeah, creep up, we're thing. sending you a gotta, guy. you got to be able to to beat that. And, and you know, again, I love the way we ran the ball against Arizona and Oregon State. But mm-hmm. it was Arizona and Oregon State. And, and, you know, combined last year, I think they had two wins. And granted, it was a short season. But still, like, we're going to face better competition in a full season. We're going to face USC. We're going to face Stanford. We're going to face Washington. We're going to face teams that are that are good enough and talented enough to take away what you do well and make you do other things well to beat them. And so, I, you know, I just I feel like, and, I, and I'm not saying he's not capable of it. I think he is capable of it, but he's got to go. Now, I, you know, four for twelve in that story. I'm not I'm not reading too much into that, but he's got to go from good with great moments. Like, you know, Oregon his freshman year, the last drive against Michigan State his freshman year, to consistently great. Top five to ten quarterback in the nation, I believe. That's that's gotta be the bar for us to for us to get to the level we want to be as a team. Yeah, at a minimum, he probably needs to be the best quarterback in the conference. Yes. And I don't think that's too much to ask. Given the know, given the turnover the conference has had in the last two exactly, years since his freshman exactly. year. I yes. Mean, basically, like I think right now, if you're looking at now again, some teams have new guys, and we'll see how they shake out. But I mean, him and Keaton Slovis, wouldn't you say, are the are the top two returning quarterbacks? At I, least I think so. And uh, and, the, you know, and Slovis is in the South, so I think you need to be better than him. Right. Right. Yeah. Now again, so you know, some teams have you know Utah got Charlie Brewer from Baylor. Um, you know, some guys have you know Washington had the Dylan Morris. He only got you know four starts in last year. Uh, you know, so I mean, there's some uncertainty. Oregon's got a true freshman that's supposed to be really good from from the Phoenix area, Ty Thompson. Uh, you know, so we'll see some of these new faces how they do. But but yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it does does he have to be you know a Heisman Trophy finalist? No, I don't think necessarily that. But I think he's got to be a borderline All American for us to get to the level because you know, look around the way college football is now. I mean, look at you know start with the defending national champions. They've embraced that you got to be good on offense. You 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 don't win twelve games with defense and running game anymore. You can win nine or ten, and I think if Daniels is just good, we can probably win nine games next year. That's not enough for me. It's just it's not. 
Like, I, I think this team should be really, really, really good. And some of that's on him. Not all of it, but it's on him to, to you know, go from good to great. Yeah. It's... He's supposed to. That's the that's what I was going to say. It's one you know, of those things where I don't think what we're talking about here is crazy. No. Because no. everyone is telling... I'll, I'll tell you this. He's not a first round or first day, maybe not even first two day quarterback at right this now. stage. And no, he needs right to be. The way yes. that he gets talked about, he needs to be. Agreed. And they say Agreed. he's yeah. got the potential and he could do this. Okay, well... We're, we're now out of potential range. Right. We're right. we're in the do range or else, yep. you know, it, what's it matter? 100% with you. Yeah. And and look, he, he was a true freshman in 2019. There's going to be some bumps. You know that with any mm-hmm. true freshman. And he had his moments. We had Oregon game. He was, he was really good. Um, and, and, you know, he had some nice, you know, the, the Washington state game. He led the touchdown drive late Michigan state was ugly most of the way, but he put it together. It got us in the end zone late to win the game. Um, and then last year was it's kind of a wash. I mean, you know, you, you'd lose half of spring ball. You don't have a typical fall camp. You, your season gets canceled, then restarted, then paused, then restarted. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a tough one to evaluate much, but now there's, there's, you know, as you said, it's not what you can do. It's what you do. And we we're having a full spring. His entire receiver group from last year's back, short of Frank Darby, who barely played last year. Um, all these guys are around for spring ball. And and so it's, you know, your offensive line's back. You're bringing in a transfer receiver who's supposed to be pretty good. You're bringing in a transfer tight end who's supposed to be pretty good. You got a good defense. You got great running backs. I mean, like, it's we're out of excuses. If he's going to meet his potential, everything's there for him to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's laid out on a silver platter. And again, I'm not at all saying I don't think he will. I, I think he can. But it's just like, uh, okay, do it. Prove it. Now he can't do it in March. But come September, October, November, be that top five quarterback in the nation. Because that's what we've heard he can be. And I know that's a big standard, but why not? Well, that's one of those things. Yes, it's a big standard. But this is the... This is the Todd Gramification of yeah. fandom. If you tell me you're great, I will yes. believe you're great for a couple years. But then you need to show me you're great. <laughs> you gotta prove it. Or else yes. you're not great and I'll be mad. Yes, yes. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, and again, sometimes we, well, not sometimes, many times, we do this as football fans. Well, it's all about the quarterback. I'm guilty of it. You know, the quarterback wins and the quarterback loses. We don't do that with any other position. Um, and, and I don't want to say like, you know, well, it's all about Jaden Daniels, but I just, I feel like this team around him is good enough. I'm not saying we got, you know, Alabama level talent. We don't, but we've got pretty good talent. We got a lot of experience. There's not a lot of weak points on this team. Really. I really believe that there's not any, there's not one position group that I look at and think, Ooh, we're weak there. And, and so it's like, okay. I mean, what, what better recipe can you have? Junior year, everything's laid out there. Go take it. Well, Go it's, be the star you're supposed to be. It's junior year. You've got a half a dozen four-star receivers yes. on the yes. team. You've so got, even if a couple of them don't work out, you should have plenty to work with. Yeah. And, and it's not like they're all freshmen. There are a couple freshmen who are coming. 
but there yeah. are four guys from last year's team who were four stars. Right. You've Who's got all practiced. Granted, yeah. you know, Badger didn't play and Chad Johnson barely played, but they got practice reps and they're all here for the spring. Yeah. Johnson's been hurt. But, you know, and then you got Andre Johnson, who's apparently, you know, well. You got Pearsall, you got Porter, you got this transfer kid. Now he's not here yet, but yeah. the transfer from Utah. Yeah, you've got Junior Alexander right coming. And there's another one, the true freshman, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's nine receivers. Now, you're not going to have playing time for nine receivers. But but you I should mean. be Out able to nine, find four guys yeah. who can rotate and four contribute. Four or five who can, who can be, yeah. And then you got a tight end who's... You know, was a four-star tight end, number two or three tight end in the country coming out of high school, who's supposed to be, you know, maybe the best tight end we've had here in a decade. Yeah, I'm um, getting you're you're telling me that your left tackles all conference caliber. Yes. Now that that's a quote from uh, the new offensive line coach that D should right. be all Pac-12. Right. Okay. Right. Well, now Donovan you, West was all conference last year. Yeah. So you got that piece there. Um, you got Haddis, who's a veteran, who's played. You got Henderson and Scott. I mean, like, yeah, man, you know, like, why not? This yeah. is why I'm excited about and, this. And your and your running backs were the best part of the team last yes. year, and they're only yes. going to be better because not as healthy for the whole year. Yes, yes, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we talk about the receivers. Like, you got you got three running backs, and Rashad White was he was our leading receiver last year. Mm-hmm. I hope he isn't this year, but he's a weapon in the pass game. Trainum's a power back. And it's just and and look, Daniels can run. I I'm not saying Daniels has got to do it all throwing. Be, yeah. be a runner. Use that ability. You know. But I but I also don't want Daniels to be, you know, um, a Lamar Jackson where he's running it. You know, 15 times a game. Well, and, I don't think that's a, a recipe for success. Well, and what he can't be is a one read quarterback anymore. Right. He Correct. he needs to be able to stand there. Use. You know, it's not just mobility in the world it's inside the pocket mobility yeah he, exactly. if, if there was a guy whose film i would tell him to watch it's taylor kelly because yeah it you know yeah. taylor kelly could run a little bit and daniels is a better runner and taylor sure. kelly could throw a little bit and from what everyone's saying daniels has a better arm oh i think so but yeah but yeah. taylor kelly took everything he had to the maximum that he could get out of it yeah and yeah, yeah I mean, and if daniels has done that up to now then he's not as good as what they're saying. And I, I don't agree. believe that, which means there has to be more there and he needs to figure it out. I'm completely on board. I couldn't, I couldn't say it any better. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's funny you bring up Taylor Kelly because I was thinking about him. We, you know, what was it? Two, two summers ago, we did our, uh, maybe it was three summers ago. Now we did our, you know, where, where would you rank the ASU quarterbacks? You know, that from, from our era, how would you rank them? And we both, I, I believe we both landed on Taylor Kelly as the best. Yeah. That, am I remembering that right? I know yeah. I did. Um, and he wasn't the most talented. I mean, Brock Osweiler had more talent. Andrew Walter had more talent. Probably Rudy Carpenter had more talent. Um, you know, Berkovici was, was more talent. You know, I mean, like you could argue that all the long-term starters were more talented than Taylor Kelly. But he was the best in terms of production, winning, etc. Um, and, I, and I even thought, like, okay, Daniels, by the end of this season – Daniels should make that uh, that that conversation outdated. We should we should have to reevaluate that, and we should both easily say Daniels is the best. Yeah. If he and if he gets to that level, I think this team can win 10, 11, win the conference, go to a major bowl, and who knows? You know, yeah. uh, see where it shakes out. But right um, now, uh, right now, 
if we were redoing those rankings, I think you're looking at Kelly, Brock, Rudy, um, Andrew Walter, all ahead of him, which puts him yeah. right in the same line as Berkovicki and Manny Wilkins, which yeah. is, you know. Which would be a disappointment. Yeah, which would just be not good ratings. enough. Yeah, agree. Now, again, he's played, he's essentially had one and a quarter seasons. And that one full season, he was a true freshman. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not down on the kid. I, and I, and I, I mean, I think you understand where I'm coming from. Um, you know, I'm not like, but you're right. I mean, if his, if his career ended now, or if he has another year that's kind of if similar. If we're seven to and five year, again. Yeah. Yeah. Know. If we're seven and five again and he has a, a, a year very much like his freshman year, similar stats, uh, you know, we'll, we'll throw 2020 out because mm-hmm. it was such a short year and two of the games we, you know, we basically, you know, ran it like army football. We barely had to throw, um, it, you know, and that's great. It worked out. Um, but if he has another year like that, then yeah, that's, that's where now if he has another year like that, he probably comes back for senior year because he's probably not a day one or two draft pick like you said. Yeah, but if that so, happens and we get A.J. Duffy or Finn Collins beats him out right, for the job, right. I'm not going to be shocked anymore. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, I, I, again, by no means am I am I ready to throw dirt on the kid or say he's a bust or say he's a letdown. It's just, it's just more of a like, okay, now is the time, man. We've heard how good this kid was, and we saw it in flashes in 2019. I mean, the, the Oregon game, he was great. Yeah. But well, and, and the USC we were, game, it, it felt like, yeah. the, you know, there were, yeah, there were moments, you know, and, and if Johnny Wilson had caught those balls, maybe the whole sure. game's a different story because it sure. felt like at, at one point it was like, well, I'm doing everything and it's not working. So right. what, what do right. I, what, what am I trying to do right. here? Right. I mean, the, the big thing for him, and we talked about it during last season, is just consistency because I'm at the UCLA game last year was kind of a microcosm of him. First half bumpy, wasn't very good. We struggled third quarter. He comes out and he's, he's firing darts. We're moving down the field. We take the lead. He looks good. We look good. And then, you know, last drive, we, we, we you know, we didn't, we didn't move the ball. And that's not all on him, you know, but it was just, it was like, that's gotta be more consistent. Yeah. That quarter needs to be what you do. The regular level. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and hopefully that's what we're getting. You know, again, the chemistry with the receivers. You know, I, I get it. I mean, Haller has pointed it out a lot, and it's true. It was an almost brand-new receiving core this past year, and we didn't have the time to build chemistry. We didn't, we didn't have full spring. We didn't have the summer, you know, throwing sessions that you normally get where, you know, a quarterback and his receivers just go out to the – I mean, they probably weren't allowed to do that. And, and we didn't have a normal run-up to the season. So I get it. But none of that's the case right now. So, again, excuses made sense in 2020. They don't make sense in 2021. So it's it's time. And, and, I, and I think he can do it. But, it, you know, I'm just like it's kind of one of those I think. And I'm – look, he doesn't care about my opinion. I know that. But I think that should be the general opinion of the coaches, his teammates, the media. That it's, it's time. Let's see it. Let's see you be a star. Right, and and it's, to be clear, I mean, our fandom is well-established. I want him to be this good. And I think he can be. And and it's not a thing of, like, I'm not calling for Finn Collins or Trenton Bourget. No, 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 no. no. What I'm saying is, everybody who knows football, and I don't know football, I'm a fan. But all the people who know football, Herm Edwards, Marvin Lewis, Antonio Pierce, 
the off, you know, all the offensive coordinators who he's had, and he's right. had a couple. Like they, they all say, "Wow, this is a special guy." Yes. And yes. and it doesn't, at least up till now, didn't feel like the thing you say because he's your quarterback. It felt right. like he's our quarterback because these things. Be- because he's that guy. Yes. Yes. And. Listen, I, I mean, I've, I've said this to you before, I think, um, you know, I, you know, I, I root in addition to ASU, I root for Texas and I root for Florida State. And I have seen what a special quarterback can do. I saw Vince Young. I saw Jameis. And, I, and I've seen that impact. And I want this kid to have that impact. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean he's got to win a national championship like those two guys did. But mm-hmm. I want him to be that guy for us that it's like, man, that guy was special. And, and we've been, I've been waiting for that. I've wanted that. I thought there were several guys who had that chance and it didn't happen for one reason or another. I just want this kid to do it. it, it the, the recipe's there. I just, I just want it to happen. Yeah. Well, and there have been guys who we've seen who have had it, but never really at quarterback outside of, right. you know, moments. Not, right. you know, not right. stringing together, you know. Taylor Kelly, the reason I think both of us always go back to him, besides the fact that he was the starter forever, mm-hmm. was, you know, every game you'd watch and you'd be like, man, he just, something looks off. And then you'd look at the stats and it's like, oh, he's thrown for 300 yards and he I only know. had five incompletions and he also ran <laughs> yeah. for 20 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, oh. he was he was the classic, like, you know, don't don't judge him as the game is going along. Watch the entire game. Look at the result. Look at what he did. And you'll be like, "Wow, yeah, it's pretty good, actually." Yeah, and 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 I just, you know, when you have those moments where you you see Daniels, you know, execute just pop, pop, pop on a drive, and and you know he scrambles at the right time. He demoralizes a defense because it's third and yeah. seven, and it looks like he's pinned, and he spins out, and he picks up the first, and then you know two completions later, and we're in the end zone. But then you see the drives where. First down, he grounds the ball on right. a bubble screen to a receiver. Second down, he, you know, dumps it off to the running back who can't make a play, and, and it's third and seven. And instead of the scramble and demoralizing them, you know, he takes off, he picks up a couple yards, right. he slides, and we punt. And it just feels like, you know, that happens too many times. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, I keep going back to that Oregon game in 2019 because they came in, they were top 10 in the country, they had Justin Herbert, hot shot, first round quarterback, they were going to go to the playoff, they were going to beat us, they were going to beat Oregon State, they were going to win the conference, and they were going to get to the to the playoff, and he was great. Now, he didn't win the game on his own, we played good defense, and that's the thing, he doesn't have to win games on his own next year. No. We got a good team. I mean, I'm not asking him to be a superhero. I'm asking him to be to the level of expectation and 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 take advantage of the team you've got around you, yeah. and be big time like you were in that game. We've seen it. What? And that was what? I mean, it, it feels like a long time ago, but that was seven games ago yeah. for him because we haven't played that many games in the meantime. And you know, but you, we've seen it, so now I want to see it more often. Well, and the talent around. You know, the talent around is enough. We talked about he didn't have to do much in that Arizona game and the Oregon State game because we were running all over teams. That will still be there. And I think just lining up our offensive front, you know, and running backs against any other team's front seven 
we might be able to win eight or nine games just on yeah. that. But what oh, we need what is I, for him to win the other three or exactly. four. <laughs> exactly. That's what I say. I mean, if he is as good as he was his freshman year, just same level quarterback, I think we can win eight or nine games because we have a better team around him. Uh, and, and, you know, the non-conference schedule isn't that brutal. And, and so, yeah, but that just doesn't feel like enough to me. I, I think I will be, I mean, obviously we never know how things feel in the moment. But I think if this team finishes 9-3, and three, I'm going to be disappointed. Well, just I, given I, everything that's returning and everything we've put into 2020 and 21, and then 20 was, 20 was a ripoff. We got ripped off. What can you say? Um, but everybody did, and you just move on. But it's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta do it, right? This is it. Well, and and the, it's really easy, I think, for me to identify how I will feel, because uh, you know, the the sports mysterious alchemy that goes into it for <laughs> fandom, yeah. you know. I feel all the same ingredients. The outcome might be different, but this is all the same ingredients going in that I felt for ASU basketball going into this season of like, well, we've got these returners and we've got these young guys and we've got all this talent on both sides of the ball. And I, you know, I think there shouldn't be a problem with gelling because we can rely on these people. And, you know, we've played without these guys. So if we lose one of the corners, we've got like eight more and we've got all these great receivers and somebody's going to, and in basketball, as you know, we've talked about at length, it didn't yeah. happen. But I'm back at it again. Like we've got the formula. I, I this is the formula. <laughs> yeah, you know? I know. I know. I mean, if uh, if and I say if because probably the answer is no. But if anybody has actually consistently listened to us over the last six months, they're probably thinking, "God, you know, fool me once, shame on you." And you guys are right back, you know, putting your hand on the stove after it burned you last time with basketball. Yeah. Yeah. I am. And, and the reason is, it is different. I mean, there, there are differences. I, I, I believe, here's the thing. The more I think about it, the more I think, this team showed incredible moxie in 2020. I know it didn't matter, but it would have been real easy to quit on the season last year. Yeah. You know, you blow the USC game. You have three weeks where you can't play, can't practice. You lose to UCLA. You're 0-2. Everything feels like it stinks. And instead, they, they, they hung in there. They beat the crap out of Arizona, which was incredibly satisfying. They go up to cold, wet Corvallis, and they get a win there. And it's like, okay, that shows this team cares. They're they're in it. There was nothing on the line. Nothing. Nothing to be gained from winning those games. Nothing to be gained from even showing up and playing hard. But they did. And, and you got so much back. And I think we, we probably didn't give enough credence or, or – whatever the term, enough attention with basketball to how would it all mesh with the new guys and the returners. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not really talking about new guys with this team. We don't need, I don't think we need any contribution from any of our freshmen. If we get it, great. But I don't think we need it. I think we're pretty loaded without a single true freshman coming in and helping out for this year. Yeah. So I don't think we need to, and, and plus football's, you know, it's a little different. You don't have to you don't, you know, guys play different positions. You don't need everybody on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, Remy Martin has to be on the same page with Josh Christopher because there's only one basketball to go around, yeah. and they didn't seem to be. But yeah. in football, as long as your quarterback and receivers and line are on the same page, or they, you know, like, yeah, Merlin Robinson doesn't have to talk to Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they could you know, hate so, each other, and uh, right. you know, it's like it's 
you know, the most extreme example is baseball, where Jeff Kent and Barry Bonds hit back-to-back in the lineup and were fighting in the dugout. Yeah, exactly. Or the, you know, I mean, this is before our time, but the 1970s A's, mm-hmm. they were famous for not liking each other. They won three straight World Series. Now, football's a little different. you got to have a little bit of team concept, but I think there is that. Um, and, I'm, I mean, not to say I wasn't confident in Bobby Hurley, but I'd probably have a little more confidence in the coaching staff for football. Um, certainly now, but even before this season, before basketball season. And, and I just, you know, the bo- I mean, I guess the bottom line is that that's what you do as a fan. You, you put that pan back on the stove, even if it burns you sometimes because, and sometimes it might be just like awesome. It might yeah. be a thrill yeah. and you live for that. You, you know, you live for those moments like 2013 when we won the South. Mm-hmm. It's like, that, that's the moment that keeps you coming back. Yeah. You know, it's beating Kansas in basketball. Yes. It's the thing yes. like, this is the payoff for all of those times where I watched yes. U of A beat us exactly. is when we beat U of exactly. A. Exactly. Or, I, mean, like, I, know, I know you don't play golf, but, you know, when you go play golf and you're not very good like me, if you have one hole where you make a par or you make a long putt, it's like, hey, that keeps me coming back. Mm-hmm. The other 17, I might have sucked, but at least that one, it's like, hey, that's why I do this. And, and that's the thing. We've had some moments like that. Not the grandest moment, but I, I'm going to keep coming back until we get it. And yeah. maybe I'll never get it in my lifetime. Who knows? You're mm. not guaranteed to. My grandma kept coming back to the Cubs. She didn't get it in her lifetime. But you but, got you it. Know, I got it. And, and that gives me the faith that I'm going to keep at it with ASU. And maybe mm. we'll be having these conversations in 30 years when we're both in our 60s and saying, God, this is the year, right? And maybe mm. it will, maybe it won't be. Or maybe yeah. this is the year. Maybe 2021 is it. Yeah, well, and you just look at the conversation we had about how the Pac-12 did in the tournament, and, you know, if I'm an Oregon State fan, I thought my season was over going into Vegas, and now I'm, you know, beating an eight, well, I'm beating an eight seed away from a regional final. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, that's the kind of thing, I mean, I've said that before to you with basketball, it's like, you know, why... Can't we just have that kind of miracle run? Now, you don't have those as much in football. Football's yeah. not built the same way. you got to be really good all year. You don't, you know, you don't sneak into the football playoff at 7-5 and five and then go on a miracle run. Yeah. No, um, basketball, but, if, you can, if you play the right two weeks as your best basketball of your life, you're in the, you're in the right. Sweet 16. And you're if you can do it for three which, weeks, you're in the Final Four. Right, which Oregon State has just done a, couple, you know, a few years ago with South Carolina. They mm-hmm. got on that run. They went to the Final Four. And I remember telling you, like, if South Carolina can do it, ASU can. I, I still yeah. believe that. Yeah. Uh, you know, but with football, it's different. You know, you gotta you got to earn your way there. There's no, you know, there's no conference tournament to get hot and win and, you know, get in. Um, again, do I think we can be a playoff team? I'm not saying that. I, do I, I think it's possible because I think if you win your conference, it's possible. We're in a major conference, and Pac-12 hasn't Vaguely. felt like that so much. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, we're we're one of the Power Five, and and so you know, if we can win the conference, which I think we can, um, then we got a shot. But but again, the main thing for me is, you know, I feel like a, a ten plus win conference championship game appearance at the very least is is my expectation level for this year. Yeah, um, if you if you tell me that we go. 10 and 2, but USC goes 11 and 1. Okay. 
But you yeah, need, I mean, I mean you know. but that's the only way. I, I'm not going to be accepting a, you know, USC went six and three and won the conference on a tiebreaker. That's, right. you know. Right, agreed. Agreed, yes, yes. And, and see, I don't think, I mean, I, you know, obviously I'm not sure, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think if we go 10-2, and two, that's good enough to win the division. Yes. Because I don't, you know, USC is not Matt Leinert, Carson Palmer, USC. Um, they're good. You know, they've got talent. They're good. Utah's always solid, tough team to beat. Uh, you know, Colorado obviously was kind of a surprise last year, and maybe maybe they got something. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's not an easy division. I don't look at the division and think, oh, these other five teams stink. We should waltz to it. No, I just think we're pretty good. And I and I again, I I've, I think I said this to you a few weeks ago. Like, I don't care what the rest of the division is. I think this team is good enough to win it. There's mm-hmm. there's no you know 2005 USC Trojans. So let, let's just go win it. Don't worry about the other five hmm. teams. Just it's, beat them. It's funny because as a as a lifelong Brewers fan, I've often found myself when I look at the NL Central and before the AL Central. Yeah. Right. having to do that dance of like all right well <laughs> if we if our pitching is great and we can scrape together like 85 <laughs> wins and the rest yeah. of these teams all are bad and and you're right ASU football's not that it's like nope this team should be out, able to show up park yeah. the bus and win the game i think so this year this year now, we've had not ever in the past where i've said to you well i think we can win the south or contend for the south because the division doesn't feel very good you know, USC was down, and and Utah hadn't proven much in the con, you know, or something. I think the division is actually pretty good. I mean, I, I think you could say that SC, UCLA, and Colorado all took steps forward last year. Mm-hmm. Again, in a shortened year, but you know, they all they all improved. And Utah's always solid. And and so, I mean, is it going to be an easy ride? No. But I again, I mean, my thought is, I don't care what the other teams are. Like, you know, just go beat them. They're on the schedule, beat them. Mm-hmm. And, and if you do that, you know, we got nine conference games. If you do that in eight of them, you're probably going to win the division. I mean, yeah. I suppose if you go eight and one and you lose to USC and they go eight and one. But again, I'll take that. Uh, I won't quibble with that too much if that's the end result. We go 11 and one and USC is also 11 and one and they beat us head to head. Like, okay. I mean, it'll be a, it'll be a disappointment at the moment, but it'll still be a pretty darn good year. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, I just I don't want to eight and four, nine and three is not good enough. Not with everything we've got back. So hey, it's it's March. We've just done this entire talk about football, and we're going to probably do it like fifteen more times at least between now and September second when we open the season. But yeah, yeah I, suffice it to say, I'm excited. Yeah, we're, I think that's clear. We're going to talk about football. We're going to talk about what happens in the rest of the tournament. We're going to talk about basketball recruiting and and transfer yes. portal and and maybe some more asu football lookbacks yeah as we, as we get through uh we gotta get 2010 is our next one to do right yep we did 09 yeah so you know well it's a long-term project maybe we won't get through all of them but prior to this year but we'll see we'll do a few more and you know we'll we'll hit it here and there but yeah this this will not be the last what's our expectations for ASU football prior to August when we really get into what's our expectations for yeah. ASU football right now. This is, this is a peek behind the curtain at how you formulate that view. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. When we get to August and we do our super mega football extravaganza, uh, which we missed out on last year and I'm yeah. very anxious to get back to. And we do our ASU preview. 
then we'll set our real formal expectations. Right now, yeah. it's just workshopping it. Yeah. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.